1: Welcome once again, Big Dave and Joe, another edition of Poker Action Line as the coronavirus moves on. And uh, despite the fact that uh, there's a rosy picture being painted by our president, uh, we know that uh, we are still early in this game and there's a long way to go. Uh, It's funny, last week we thought there was some progress being made in bringing poker back to uh, this country and uh, around the world, actually. But uh, I have to say that uh, when we think back about the early part of last week's show, we just have to say, "Never mind."
2: <laughs> Rosanna Danna? No, that was uh, Gilda Radner. Gilda
1: Radner, right? Uh, was that Rosanne? Rosanna Danna, or one of the other? No, ones?
2: That, wasn't, that was That was she was making fun of Barbara Stra- Barbara Walters, but. Um... The, the, the old lady with this that, and then they would tell her with something else She's never mind oh yeah yeah out. that's right I don't who that
1: was. anyway <laughs> the uh let's talk about it a little bit uh the first planned opening was like the day after we did last week's show in Michigan, the tribal casino, the island resort in northern Michigan, the upper peninsula, and uh did not happen uh there there were some, uh, obviously, they were contested by uh, the governor there. And uh, let me pull that up here. So, the uh, problem was Governor Gretchen uh, Whitmer uh, had a problem with it. You know, it came out that they were going to reopen, and uh, they did not, as it turns out. Derby Lane was also supposed to open, and then the King's Resort in. Uh, Czechoslovakia but the tribal casino uh, did not come out of lockdown as anticipated because the state officials said they would really make life difficult for them uh, for the enrolled uh, tribal members and the customers living outside the reservation if they did that so uh, they had been closed since March 21st and planned to open on May 6th but uh, it did not happen the tribal uh, chairperson uh, Kenneth Meshigo told uh, Native News Online that the tribe's attempt to reach out to state officials did not go as planned, and uh, there became a big problem. Uh, they were subject to fines of $1,000 per violation or per day. Per day wouldn't be too bad, I guess, but uh, if they charged per person. They said that they got the letter the day before that told them uh, the, uh, the declaring of the state of emergency, the stay-at-home orders, and the explanation of the governor's, uh, authorities should limit their operations. So they did not open and are still not open.
2: Well, they listened very nicely because I remember when Mikosuke, when the state came in, took machines from Mikosuke about 30 years ago. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened back then, but I know that the very next day they had to go back in there and put the machines back in. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were forced to put the machines back in by some judge. So, uh you know, they do have sovereign land, but guess what? You know, as a state, you can make it a very difficult for their for their customers, for their guests, to get to the casino. So uh, it just doesn't make sense to butt heads over this.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Obviously, if you just wait a little longer, things will change. And, and uh, you know, down the road, uh, Vegas will be open. There's already been an announcement that uh, – And I want to hear your guess on this, but uh, what company do you think has kind of been the first one to announce that uh, they may reopen on the Strip in June?
2: I'm just going to take a shot in the dark (laughs) (laughs) here.
1: No, it's not Treasure Island. It's it's actually uh, the, the Venetian and the Palazzo owned by...
2: Sheldon, our
1: Sheldon Adelson. Yes, yes uh, they've been talking about that. So uh, plans are getting underway. Uh, a little later in the show, we'll talk about uh, Doug Polk, uh, the the poker player and uh, instructor. Uh, his efforts now to recall the governor or the mayor of Las Vegas. We know how upset some people were at uh, Carolyn Goodman. So uh, I want to get to that story a little bit later on. But uh, Michigan did not open. And uh, closer to home, we Derby Lane was planning to open yesterday. That's was the there, one done by
2: Patrick, right? By Patrick Murphy?
1: No, Patrick Murphy is actually at uh, Tampa Bay Downs. Oh, I
2: thought it was uh, Derby Lane.
1: That no, he Tampa, he's at Tampa Bay Downs. But uh, Derby Lane is in St. Petersburg. It's on the Gandy Boulevard uh, on the St. Pete side of the bridge. And uh, they are, have... Started, uh, they are, are supposed to today uh, start their dog racing, so uh, they decided they would do that with no fans, but they were planning on opening the poker room today, and uh, they announced uh, a few days ago on their Facebook page that uh, they will remain closed to the public, uh, that they uh, would re- resume online uh, live racing for people, and people would be allowed to bet on that, but... The poker room would not be reopening at this time. Uh, They said, of course, we'll follow all the CDC guidelines as well as uh, implementing all the uh, safety precautions. But at this point, we're not ready to do it. So uh, I don't know if anything came down from the governor or what, but – you can't just yeah. do what you want. Uh, I mean, if you if you're uh, in Colorado and you want to demonstrate or if you're in Clearwater, Florida and you want to do uh, push-ups and uh, squats out in front of the uh, the government buildings, I guess you can do that, but uh, as far as a business opening, especially one that's regulated by the state, not a good idea.
2: Well, you know, much I don't know if I mentioned this on the last show, I don't remember. When it was that I, that I, I think it was Wednesday when I heard it, so obviously we did the show on Tuesday. But I heard uh, Mayor uh, Jimenez here in Miami Bay uh, come on the um, uh, the Joe Rose show. And um, it was early in the morning, and they asked him, and they go, Well, we have people texting questions. in, And the first question was from somebody in Miami asking, When will the casinos reopen? That was the first question they answered by him, and he goes, I could tell you right now that casinos and movie theaters are, are very, very, very low priority for me. Yeah. So I figured, well, that means that it's no earlier than the end of June if if we're lucky, you know. Um, again, I was shocked last week when you mentioned that Derby Lane was going to be opening up their poker room. Um I don't know where I read an article, but that, that some of the places were already ordering in California four table seats for poker, you know.
1: Well, that was that's a plan for Vegas. Uh, they were actually going to use six uh, player tables in uh, in St. Pete. But uh, you
2: know, I, but I read somewhere that somewhere the people in California, because I would imagine they' all their card rooms are closed. And, you know, unlike unlike here in South Florida, where we have slot machines. I don't believe, unless it's changed since the last time I was there, but which was many years ago, they didn't have slot machines. So they, they, their, their revenue is strictly uh, all table games.
1: Right, right. And these
2: are the people that really were pushed very hard for this to open up as, as sooner than later.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, everybody's dying to get open. But, uh, you know, this, all this stuff about opening the economy and all these places are dipping the toe in the water for restaurants and outdoor dining. But let's face it, when you have to have 25% capacity, even 50% capacity, uh, these restaurants work on such a, uh, razor thin margin that, uh, you know, if you're doing that kind of business, you're losing money and you know, it may be better than having no customers at all when you, when you still have to pay rent and, uh, and that sort of thing. But uh, it, that's, this is not a recovery right now.
2: No, no, it isn't. And just too many idiots out there that wants this to just completely open up. And, and as much as it's hurting me and I'm sure everybody here, uh, you know, on our show, you know, can't, can't spend money when you're not alive to, to enjoy, you know, to be able to spend it and earn it and enjoy it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we just need to come up with a little better system. Um, I I was watching, and they, once again, I keep forgetting the name of the show, but they had the Ohio governor on. Yeah. And he was one of the ones, I don't D- know which one that opened up. And, you know, because they had such low numbers, you know, overall, and within, like, a week to 10 days, their numbers started to – Higher than the highest day that they had had, yeah. all under it, I believe, or very close to it. So, you know, and uh, did that uh, you guys hear Doctor Fauci today? Yeah, talking uh, over yeah. there. So, uh, you know, this sucks because I I I need to get back to work myself, my regular job. I've been well, blessed to have a little little income here and there, but you know, I'm afraid of losing my insurance, Dave. And you know, yeah, and I, I've lost mine. Exactly. And uh you know that that's a real danger for me and my family. So Yeah,
1: yeah, we all depend on that. And uh you know the the whole point is I understand people getting tired of what's happened. They want to get things going. You know, Trump obviously has a personal stake in it for the election and that sort of thing, so he's pushing hard. But you can't make it happen. You can't make the economy recover overnight. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take people. I mean, there's a lot of people that are scared to go out to restaurants, scared to go out to some of these things. Uh, you know, in China, they opened Shanghai uh, Disney and uh, you know, some of those things are coming back, but th- we saw that in South Korea where they 10 days ago uh, kind of opened society again. They are now getting these flare-ups and I think as Fauci said today, you know, it's uh, you know, we do the wrong thing, it's going to be disastrous and uh you know, I think back to the speech last week by uh, Boris Johnson in, in uh, Great Britain, in the UK, and he said, you know, this would be absolutely foolish to give up the gains we've made in the, against this uh, virus, and uh, you know, you got to use your head.
2: Yeah, they're they're caving in, but you know, Dave, this this is like a, you know a, a catch twenty two situation, practically. You know, you can't win for losing here. You know. If you yeah. don't make enough money, if you don't make enough money, you can lose where you live you can't you can't go buy food i mean it really is you know for a lot of people a no win situation there are there are some people that are you know comfortable enough that they can probably ride this out for at the very least many months you know uh but even then it starts taking its toll you know you keep spending without earning. Those savings go really, really fast. Well, and, you, go ahead, Dave.
1: I was going to say, you look at the people who depend on the style, you know, the, their stocks and and everything. You know, sure, it's it's gone up a little bit from around twenty-two thousand up to twenty-four thousand. Uh, you know, on the on the S and P, but you know, that's still down from 30, so those people got crushed. Their retirement accounts have been wiped out, a lot of them. If they were dealing on margin, uh, then people are uh, suffering. I, I I was told a story today that there's people out there that, that that had, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, that are now having to uh, jump in their car and go to the food bank line.
2: Yeah, well, listen, listen <laughs> you know, one day you're up, next day you're down. It all depends on – how you invested your money and everything else. Um, you know, a lot of people took, I know a lot of friends, including my brother, uh, we lost probably about 15, 20% of our portfolio. My wife and I in our 401k, mm-hmm. my brother lost about 30%. But believe it or not, you know, if if, if you have a smart enough a uh, 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 stockbroker, you know, we've been able to recover Probably you know we're probably only down about six or seven percent of our portfolio, but we were at one point closer to twenty percent my brother's now he says he's close to almost even uh with the way they they've they've reinvested it uh but like you said, if people had it in aggressive or shorted you know they did whatever it is i'm not a, I'm not into the stock market that I invest myself like like that but right, right. um yeah, there are people that lost a ton. But, you know, it's not only that, Dave. Like I said, the ability not to earn is the biggest thing. And we have to come up with ways that allow people to at least make a, a livable wage, you yeah. know, while they're waiting for their regular businesses.
1: And still, with all the financial problems, we just love to be at the table, slow playing those pocket kings. <laughs>
2: there, you <go>. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Big Dave. I'll tell you what, Big Dave, all this is proving to me is... I don't think the poker world's ever going to be the exact same that it was no. prior to this day. No, I don't I think we're going to see thousands of people, at least not anytime soon, going into uh, you know into conference rooms and convention rooms like we've seen at WSOP. I mean, it, it breaks my heart to see that because it affects a lot of you know the, the game that you and I both love and that so many people love. Well. I don't think the poker world's ever going to be the same and uh, you know until there's a vaccine, so let's hope for one quickly
1: yeah, well the, we're definitely going to be have to uh, wear the masks inside the poker room and that sort of thing. Uh, we are going to uh, uh, you know have to be cleaner uh, players uh, you know I just saw a comment the other day about people should never be eating at the table. And I'll miss that myself, but, uh, you know, we got to be careful. And uh, we'll have to change our behavior a little bit. Uh, certainly we can come back, but we're not going to be the same as we were before.
2: Well, Dave, you, I hadn't even thought of that. And as soon as those words came out of your mouth, I was like, oh, good Lord. That's just enough. The, the, probably the largest complaint that I hear in our room right now is, Either it takes too long to get the food, the food isn't good enough. You know, uh, I, I don't know about slot players because I don't see them eating a whole lot at the machines. But damn, poker players, poker players love to eat. I didn't even think about that, Dave. That's a great point.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I saw the uh, sixty Minutes piece. I don't think it was this past weekend, but the weekend before, and I thought real hard about. This, the uh sporting events and what's happened to our uh, our sports viewing and that sort of thing and they talked about one case in Italy now we know how bad Italy had it for a while there and they said it basically could be pointed back to a single game uh late in uh in April or actually late in March I think it was, it was the beginning of April I remember in the city of Bergamo and there was a Soccer game, a huge victory for the local team there. The place had 50,000 plus people. Uh, they had, they won big. They had several goals. And they said just the force of people cheering and yelling just spread so many particles that, that everybody that left the stadium, uh, you know, was subject to it. And not everybody got sick, but a big portion of the people that attended the game that day became deathly ill.
2: Wow, that's a damn shame. I didn't and that's know just that. one
1: game. And they had a whole list of games listed that day for sports around the country. I think it was, it was like March. It was March. It was like March 11th, and there was a full slate of NBA games. There was a Major League Baseball. There was like 34 games, huge games that day, all over the world. And this one game, basically. Uh, caused a huge dynamic in, in Italy, and we saw what happened a couple of weeks later out of that game. So there was no question that once an NBA player tested positive, they were going to have to shut down the sports. And and people go, well, it's it's uh, this disease is over. We should be able to open and have our games now. But uh, there's a reason why the fans aren't there because it's just one of the – outside of a poker table, this is one of the worst exposures you could have.
2: Oh, you know, my God. So, it really is, Big Dave.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, let's take a break on the show. We'll come back. There's a few more things uh, in the world of uh, poker news that we want to spread along to you, and uh, we don't want to spread it, but we want to give you the news. So uh, <laughs> we'll be back with more of the show. Hang on. Uh, don't forget that we are now on Spotify. I want to let everybody know they can pick up the uh, program weekly on Spotify probably the best place and one of the most popular places to get podcasts of course Apple Podcasts has been uh a place to go SoundCloud we've always pushed uh for their their great format But uh, we will find uh, the show on Spotify on a regular basis. So if you have been missing it on there and wondering when we were going to get on there, we finally did this week, and we put that together. So make sure you check that out and uh, uh, subscribe to the show, uh, rate the show, give us your uh, responses to what we're doing. We'll keep uh, trying to bring you a great show every week. So let's take a break. We'll be back with more here on Poker Action Line when we return.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
3: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) sometimes though (laughs) you don't need to get a second job as a stuntman we need a new stuntman let's break for lunch you just need an internet connection don't get left behind start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org that way you don't need to sell your soul to the devil 15 bucks is the best i can do all right deal Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to Poker Action Line. Big Dave and Joe bringing you another program. And uh, we do have to say that uh, although it was disappointing that uh, some of the poker rooms didn't open yet, again, both of Joe and I feel that it's still a little bit early in this country. Uh, you know, some of the places in Europe, it, uh, it has been uh, a little bit earlier that the, the disease went through and things have lightened up. Uh, the health minister in the Czech Republic announced that uh, although people would have to still wear masks, they have relaxed their lockdown measures and they were able to open uh, – I guess it was yesterday at uh, King's Resort. They had been closed for two months due to COVID-19. And they reopened, announcing on a Facebook uh, post that hand sanitizers were ready for all the guests. And, uh, you know, they would have to limit the tables a little bit. But uh, tables were moved farther apart, uh, face shields uh, given to all their employees. And uh, if anybody uh, in the public wanted to get one, they could get one. Uh, food and and beverages like canned drinks and food sealed in plastic bags will be available at the casino they said with a small charge and the guests will be able to take the food out and consume it after 14 days uh, they will take away some of these food and beverage restrictions but uh, they did not have to lay anybody off uh, and the employees uh, were able to receive their full salary uh, and uh, even if they can't go to work right now they're still keeping them set they have 600 on staff there including all their poker staff and everything so uh they did open in the czech republic i think it was three casinos all together uh the uh king's Resort in Rozvadov, the uh casino in prague and also the admiral casino in Rozvadov. so all three of those opened this week and uh, that's the first step so again like everything that's happening here When people are reopening and the public is already all of a sudden uh, standing next to each other, you know, people aren't wearing their masks in a lot of places, and we'll see what the result is uh, two weeks from now.
2: Well, Dave, I was also told by uh, a young man who worked for me a long time ago, uh, who's now in a different profession, that he was up in Orlando, and he says that almost all the businesses were open. He says you saw very few people wearing masks. Obviously, um I know I heard earlier this uh, afternoon um Disney is now considering opening up in early July. They had originally started stating around the beginning of June. Now they're pushing that back to July. So uh, I don't know Dave this is this is
1: Well, it's we're going to we're going to see things on
2: both sides of this fence that are going to get ugly
1: yeah and I mean, uh we go back to last week and said a lot of these restrictions were to save people from themselves, and that is so true uh you know if everybody was smart enough to do the right thing, we would be fine, and a lot of these places could open but um you know first, there's the fact that most people not most people but there is a a, a group of people out there that feel like this is not a true uh Uh, This this is fake news. You know, that's become the phrase from Donald Trump. And the people believe that. And so they are uh, they're not following the restrictions. They're not following the CDC guidelines. They say they don't need to. So, uh, you know, I think we still have a disaster heading our way uh, in this country from uh, this reopening, which is, in my opinion, way too soon. I mean, I understand totally that we need to try to get things back with the economy and that sort of thing. But Uh, We just need to wait a little longer, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I honestly don't know what's going to work. Like I said, I'm pro for everybody trying to stay safe and making sure, especially since I've mentioned on this show over the last few weeks that, you know, my wife's cousin's daughter, 27-year-old, is as of today on her What is it, 25th day of intubation.
1: Wow. Is she doing better at at all?
2: 25 days. They had her in an induced coma for the first 11 days. She has now been in a heavy sedated state, but she can hear with this tube down her throat. Wow. Her fever keeps going down and then spiking way up dangerously high and back, but it's not good enough for them to take her off because she can't breathe on her own. So,
1: well, you know, I watch I watched, I watched Chris, Quo- Chris Cuomo a lot on uh, CNN who had a very bad case of, of uh, COVID-19 and uh, talked about the things that affected him. And he said, it's, it's very strange disease. You start to get better. You think you're on you're you're coming back. And all of a sudden the symptoms just die, nose dive and, and uh, things get very bad very quickly.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, this, I can't even imagine what this poor young girl is going through today. 27 years old, 25 days. It is sad. She's coherent because when they ask her questions, she gives a thumbs up, you know, when she's trying to give a thing. She has moved her head when she hears she's a married young lady when she's heard her, you know, when she heard her husband's voice. And like anybody else who's been intubated, uh, you know, the, when she came out of the coma. Obviously your your anybody's instinct is all of a sudden you go, Oh my god, I got something down my throat and she tried to rip that out and you know, again, it's just very sad. It's you know, it's happening in New Jersey. You know, we're we're always praying and, and hoping and you know, that everything will go well. But twenty five days, Dave, that yeah. is just amazing. You know, it's you hear some people have been on it for ten or twelve days, two weeks. This is twenty five days for this young lady, so like Unlit. you said, you know, people don't want to believe this, and until it happens to to someone that they love or they know, you know, they're going they're, they're going to the, the longer this goes, they're going to be saying, "Oh, these they're just trying to control us. They're just trying to keep us indoors." You know, whatever, whatever you know m- monsters they they make up in their minds that's that's what's going to come out
1: well just to tell, let you know how bad things are out in Vegas right now and we'll get to some uh different discussions about Vegas but uh the big reports from the first quarter for El Dorado, who is uh right in the middle of uh, uh a merger with Caesars uh, they reported an operating loss of $123 million for the first quarter, January through March. Uh, their loss per share, uh, originally uh, expected to be $0.17 a share, it was $2.42 a share. So uh, it's incredible how bad things are going out there. And that is just for the first quarter, uh, ending in March, before April came around and everything was completely – they were shut down in March, but the – the entire month of April, there's been no business out there. So, uh, you know, that's just one company of, of uh, dozens on the strip. It, it's crazy.
2: Well, Dave, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this because, you know, as I've mentioned on this show, you know, over the last almost year now, I've been also, besides being in the poker room as a player host, player development, and I'm dealing a lot more with, uh, you know, higher rollers in the slot slot area. And obviously they're all going crazy. The ones that I'm very close with that I've given my personal number to call me on a weekly basis just to say hello, see how I am. I've called them. And then they you know the conversation always leads itself to have you heard anything? And you know, no I haven't. But think about it, Dave. I think when the casinos open up, even if it is limited, I think the the initial opening is gonna be extremely successful. And yeah, uh, Then it's going to, in my opinion, because of the time off, the revenue service, I I just can't see it sustaining the same level that we had prior to this. I mean, it couldn't have come at a worse time. I don't know what uh, March numbers are in Vegas, but I do know that March and April are, are hands down the two best months of the year, hands down two best months of the year. Uh, here in South Florida for everybody. Yeah. And I would imagine most of the state. I don't know exactly why that is, but cardinal numbers, flat numbers are, you know, March and April. March is your best month, followed probably you know, followed by April. Yeah. You know? And we lost all of April and we lost half of March. So that's gonna leave a real big dent in in <laughs> in South Florida and in all of Florida and the whole the whole casino world
1: yeah well things move on in life too and uh the weather doesn't stop uh you know we have to deal with hurricane season and you know how uh how great that affects us down here and our properties and our and our casinos uh you know they'll be closed so they won't lose that business on those days but you know what happens when there's damage and flooding and that sort of thing and how do you recover from that on top of this
2: well you know dave the big problem with this was that if this was something like a hurricane where you could prepare for it, but
1: you know this
2: this came out whether it was handled poorly or however your whatever your political philosophies are, whether it was handled properly or not by by our government and by our leaders, um, you know the the end came rather quickly and shockingly, you know yeah. because all I know is. We closed, I believe it was on the 16th. It was our last day, the 17th. We were closed for St. Patrick's Day. So on the 15th, all of a sudden, you know, the 14th, things got serious. On the 15th, guess what? You know, for the casino business, no more than 250 people. Uh, we're going to close at 11 o'clock at night. No business. We could have stayed open until midnight, but I believe we closed at 11. Next day, we came in expecting that to stay like that and oh guess what today's your last day open until further notice yeah and you know it's a shock you know a hurricane is coming we get prepared for this you know uh you know assess the the damage after the hurricane has gone through and you have kind of a you know a date when we're going to get back to business when life is going to get back to normal
1: well speaking of
2: this for over half an hour we don't we don't have
1: a clue when life is going to get back to yeah. normal. Well, we don't know, but we got we got to fill an hour. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get back to Vegas. What uh, <laughs> the latest news coming out of there from the Vegas Review Journal says that uh, the two Sands properties, uh, the Venetian and the Palazzo, are definitely preparing to open sometime in June, although an exact date hasn't been announced. So uh, we heard all the arguments between uh, the mayor and uh, CNN and, and uh, different type of people. They want to get open very badly, but the first ones to really step out and say, uh, kind of put a date, not not an exact date, but a definite uh, idea that they want to uh, get going again has been uh, Sheldon Adelson's company, uh, The Sands. And uh, Wind Resorts is also talking about uh, doing some opening as soon as possible. Uh the Sands original plan was to pay their staff through May 17th uh but that uh after that they would uh continue to provide their pay and benefits which is a great deal for their uh their employees. Yes, it is. Uh earlier last week uh, Steve Sisolak, the governor of Nevada uh, said there would be a phase 1 of of a uh, multi-stage reopening plan and that he actually moved that up a little bit. But casinos were supposedly online for phase three or phase four. So uh, we'll see what happens, what happens out there. Uh, some of the other companies, Station Casinos, uh, they own the Palms and uh, Fiesta Rancho, Texas Station. Uh, they have closed and, and do not have plans yet to open, but MGM's and Caesar's, are uh, planning to uh kind of take a similar approach and hopefully try to get open in June so uh you know nothing that's going to save the world series of poker uh but i guess once they start opening some of these places they could plan on some kind of fall date later on
2: yeah i i, you know, I certainly hope so dave I, I i
1: i wish that would be the case
2: I, i'm i'm just not that optimistic that that's going to happen
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to be hopeful at this point. Let's let's be honest about it. But uh, uh, I mentioned uh, Carolyn uh, Goodman, the uh, mayor, and uh, Doug Polk, who is kind of in a transition period right now. Uh, one of the top players in the game opened uh, Upswing Poker with his good friend Ryan Fee. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple of times and was doing a great set of videos on YouTube. You can always find them. Uh, did a long one about Mike Postel and, and a few other major uh, plays in the world series, world of poker. And uh, he kind of has retired a little bit. Uh, he got out of the game and playing on a regular basis, but he's kind of looks like he's headed toward turning to politics because uh, he has filed a notice of intent to recall Mayor Carolyn Goodman. Of course, uh, her discussion with Anderson Cooper on CNN, and she said that, uh, talked about using uh, the city of Las Vegas as a control group for the coronavirus. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you so know, she's volunteering them as guinea pigs? That yeah, basically, basically that's the case. And uh, so <laughs> he put out a video. He said uh, it's a two-step process to initiate a recall. The first was to file the notice of intent with the city clerk, and he only needed to get three signatures from Vegas residents that, that voted in the last election. He said he got a few extra signatures and we have an official petition signed and the next step is requiring twenty five percent of the voters from the last election to sign a petition and uh, there were twenty six thousand seven hundred votes the last time uh, Goodman was elected so he'll need to get uh, about sixty seven hundred of these voters to sign the petition so once that uh, threshold is met uh, he will have to uh, Goodman will have to run again in another election uh, Folks says that he, if he's successful, uh, there is still no guarantee that Goodman will be removed. This is not an impeachment. This will be a new election, and she could win again. So, uh, basically, he's he's making the move there to try to uh, get her out of office. Well, <laughs> how many more
2: cases do you think we're going to see people trying to sue or recall? Governors or mayors that that try to reopen too soon or those who are not opening it up soon enough from the other side
1: yeah exactly uh, I mean even pe- yeah. even mayors that uh, you know every day is a new day for them as far as decisions that they make and, and ones that everybody uh, welcomed with open arms and people were so happy at some of their decisions and the things that happened have now gotten tired of being having their stage shut down and uh, you know they're, they've changed their minds and opinions about some of these politicians so uh, it's not an easy <laughs> job but you are responsible for the lives of many people in your, in your jurisdiction Yeah, well, listen,
2: you know, you ran for that office, so now you got to make the tough decisions, whether they're popular or not. So yeah, you got to protect. You got to protect the 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 public, plain and simple. That should be job number one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Vegas will be uh, a huge battleground over the next few months, and just the the different, uh, you know the testifying in front of the senate today is going to affect people's opinions and and there'll be some really uh reactionary stuff uh, probably in the news the next day or so so we'll see what happens uh one of the things that the coronavirus has really put a hold on is uh, sports betting coming to Florida uh obviously the uh you know, the Seminole Compact is a big part of this, uh, that they haven't been able to put together anything. But the state of Florida, I believe, is, you know, obviously lost a tremendous amount of revenue, not only from coronavirus and all the rooms in the state being shut down, but you look back to the uh, payments being stopped by the Seminoles to the state, and uh, it's pretty amazing how much money they were making like $350 million a year. Uh, just from the Indians on that compact and all, that has not been coming in for I guess close to a year
2: right and although you know I was you know we have the William Hill uh, sports book and race, Ra- uh, racing, racing and the book. sports book or whatever you want to call it racing thing at Miami Highlight um, you know I was talking to the managers there and you know it didn't look like there was anything really eminent you know ready to to happen in, in the in the legislature, but obviously, with the coronavirus hitting around that time and and all our all our uh, elected officials scrambling to see what they were going to do with this, obviously it was put on the back burner, but you know I honestly thought it had a great chance of passing this year because of those facts that you just mentioned dave.
1: right and, and,
2: and go ahead dave i 'm sorry well one dave.
1: of the main, one of the main problems is this vote that we had uh back in November of 2018 the amendment 3 which uh sounded good to a lot of people that forced any gambling expansion to be decided by the voters but the restrictions of how many people it would take to override an opinion kind of uh put things in place and at the time um, you know the people at Disney and the people uh for the Seminoles were very happy with that situation they wanted to keep the status quo into you know well into the 20s but uh so They would have to actually have another vote and reverse uh, that amendment. Uh, It would have to be repealed,
0: and that can't happen.
1: No, not for sports betting, but for that amendment three, that decided that any change in gambling laws would have to be, you know, approved by the voters and would have to come through at about a, I think it was a two-thirds majority. So sixty percent. Sixty percent. Okay, so that's. uh, that's tough but to I, get. Don't,
2: I don't believe that the sports betting bill is, 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 is on that date. Well, the right. reason
1: it's not on that, and I'll explain why, is because uh, because of that law and the re- that referendum, uh, the only way to avoid a public vote is through the tribe. You know, they need to have the tribe involved as some sort of hub for uh, sports betting. So they are back in the picture now as far as uh, making this thing work. So, uh, You know, the Seminole tribe obviously has stayed over a barrel and uh, the concessions that they'll ask for might be more than the state of Florida is willing to give. So it's a tough situation, but they can't just go out there now and and change the laws because of this uh, vote that sounded so good to some people a couple of years ago.
2: Well, wow, that's, you know, it's no one even mentioned it in those terms to me while I was, you know, anticipating that sports betting was going to come, that it depended on the Seminoles. Yeah. um, Wow. All right. The
1: expansion of gambling is limited uh, very much. I mean, obviously, if there's enough people want it, they could overcome that. But uh, it it seems now that the the Seminoles being involved to circumvent this law, this last referendum, is what we're going to need to do to try to to get things happening. Well...
2: Right now, I guess uh, instead of me being concerned about this right now, I'm hoping that uh, first we get those casinos opened up and then maybe at maybe at this time next year we're celebrating sports betting and that sports are even back on the market and people are actually playing because, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been hearing Major League Baseball, 82 games with no fans, uh, you know. Every day yeah, yeah. it's more and more like the NFL definitely won't start on time.
1: Well, we need to have these things resume first before we worry about betting on them. So, uh, obviously, exactly. that, that's, that's a point that we need to make. Uh, some of these things are coming back, though. Uh, I mentioned last week that Magic City was playing High Lie, and they are still playing High uh, Lie. Kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Derby Lane uh, d- did start their dog racing, so some of these things are still happening. Uh, Gulfstream has been racing horses yeah, <laughs> uh, straight through. But it's just not the same. The- <laughs> People have to understand
2: the horse racing may be making some money at this. I can guarantee you, uh, Magic City and Derby Lane are not making mu- any money or not mu- or, or not a whole lot of money with their parimutuels. That's more to maintain their licenses and uh, you know meet the, the state requirements for races so that they can keep their card rooms and the casino open. So. Yeah, uh-huh. this is this is more for that than, than for us, for the public.
1: Well, we need first here in South Florida, just get some of our other businesses open. And obviously, there's been a date set for uh, Miami-Dade County, May 18th, which is a week from today. So uh, we'll see if that happens. I think uh, there's a real effort now. People at least trying to get their businesses started Uh but they are, as I mentioned, going to run into that scary situation of not getting people in there right away. People are some people are scared to go out. People are uh, not thrilled with going to a restaurant, even if the tables are far away from each other. And uh, to have enough business and enough customers and enough orders to uh, make money is going to be really difficult for quite some time.
2: Yeah, this is <laughs> seems like we just keep mentioning the same things over again. With this, and it is, uh, I don't know, hopefully that'll keep a lot of the restaurants open for, you know, for future business, because it would suck to lose some of my favorite restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: bottom line, so. life is life is horrible, horrible right now, and, uh, you know, there's no way to sugarcoat it and, and pretend that it's just going to turn around, you know, just like that, but. Again, we need to fight, and we need to stay together on this, so we'll see what happens. Let's take a break here on the show. We'll finish things up when we return. Poker Action Line, now on Spotify. Also, uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, just about any place you can uh, get that. Be sure and uh, review the show. Uh, you know, uh, Sign up and subscribe as you can, and different uh different aspects of uh social media that sort of thing uh check us out uh, we hope maybe down the line to uh, bring your show on facebook live if we can sometime point uh so we're working on a lot of things with the show to try, might try to make it more enjoyable for you uh but we'll take this break here on tonight's show and be back with more to finish things up when we return
0: this is poker action line
1: And the play-for-real game becomes available later this year.
0: From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach. But what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky, the eaters of men he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to the show. Big David Joe uh, finishing the inks up. For another edition of Poker Action Line, again, uh, we're celebrating the fact that we're on Spotify now and we hope you'll find the show there. So if you've been watching somewhere else and maybe wasn't quite as convenient for you as you do for your, some of your other podcasts, you can check us out now on Spotify as well. So uh look forward to bringing you more shows as we move into the summer. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to uh, renege on my old thoughts of uh there's always something to talk about in the world of poker, because things, things are getting a little tighter now. What do you think, think, Joe? The coronavirus showed you there. Oh, really? Let's
2: see if they come
1: <laughs> again in a few months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there are uh, there is poker tournaments going on, uh, the big uh, online tournaments. Uh, GG Poker, which we talked about last week, has their big series. Uh, the Poker Star Scoop, uh, the summer uh, championship of online poker uh going on now they have played about uh i guess 54 events of that tournament and uh getting some big name players coming through with some wins there maybe get to that some of the, the time but there is some major tournaments and i guess you know if we've seen anything out of this virus is we've seen the great hearts of a lot of people doing a lot of things for their fellow man uh the people going out and you know, I get people thanking me. I, I picked up a job at Publix and groceries, and I have people a lot of times thank me for being on the front line of, of uh, this thing. You know, I don't feel that I'm doing all that much like the, uh, you know, the healthcare workers and the people doing such a great job. But, uh, you know, it is a, uh, a necessary business. Well, they you're putting
2: yourself at risk, they eh? You know, yeah. you're in more contact with the public, so.
1: Yeah, exactly, and of course everybody wears their masks in the stores, and we, merit, we wear our masks and everything. And, and I haven't had any problems health-wise, but uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm doing uh, you know everything I could do to help out my fellow man. Now, these people in the world of poker uh, have done quite a bit. They had a huge tournament uh, uh, last week on Poker Stars called Stars Call for Action and uh, it was put together by Hank Azaria. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Hank Azaria. He was on The Simpsons, and, of course, uh, he played uh – Tuesdays with Maury. He was in that movie and done a lot of things. Yeah, exactly, Brock Meyer. Good show. Uh, but him and his friend Andy Bellen, uh put together a tournament called Stars Call for Action, and that was held last week. So there was a lot of A list celebrities. Just some, just give you an idea. Some of the people who played: uh, Amy Schumer, John Hamm, Don Cheadle, uh, David Schwimmer, uh, Lisa Kudrow, Terry Hatcher, Kevin Pollack, David Arquette and uh, Jack Black, Jason Alexander, a lot of the poker-playing people that we know play. Uh, Brad Garrett, I think, was in it as well. And uh, they went down to the final table, and a fellow who plays on the show Billions, David Costable, uh, was the eventual winner. He defeated Douglas Costa, who's a Brazilian uh, soccer player. Uh, they played down to the end, and Costable was the winner, uh, collecting 100000 and of course raising a lot of money uh for uh Care International. Uh PokerStars donating a million dollars to the prize pool and uh they raised a lot of money but uh some of the other people at the final table Chris Moneymaker was uh, finished fifth in this one. Uh Casey Affleck, Ben's brother, uh finished fourth and in third place was Jen Shahade who uh is a uh, known as a uh, bridge player and also, I guess, uh, a couple other uh, things that she does on the side, but is a well-known poker player as well. So uh, she was also at that final table. Uh, you know, ra- raising that kind of money, it's it's a huge effort. People don't know how much uh, goes to that. But also uh, a donation by the winner was made to the World Central Kitchen uh Hosan uh organization that's done so much for people out there, but it's nice to see that. I didn't hear about this one until after it already went off. Not that I would, you know, be spending that kind of money on a, on a charity poker tournament, but uh, you know, some of those things, putting those together, are things I think we need to do because it's still going to be a while before we get things going. Yeah,
2: I mean, listen, any any way we can keep poker alive, whether it's online, um, like these celebrity poker tournaments. Anything right now would make me very happy. Just make sure it stays in the forefront for for poker players. And like I said, I don't know if you've kept up with those numbers because I know I haven't been able to find them, but I know you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that the internet poker sites were up like 60%. can't imagine that
1: that it hasn't
2: gone up even more than that, Uh, which is all these rooms constantly being closed. I know people are playing in, you know, private online poker games and, uh, you know, they're doing some very innovative ways of getting, doing this. And, uh, you know, people want to play poker. Uh, I just don't know if we're going to get that same, you know, crowd. Because, you know, I don't know about you, Dave, but in the mornings I had a lot of people that were senior citizens. And they were wearing masks before the coronavirus came on so I don't know how excited they're going to be to sit down at a poker table so uh, I was really hoping to see what happened up in Tampa (laughs) today from yesterday so that that was a little disappointing at the beginning of the show that these people didn't get going.
1: Just the announcement last week that they weren't going to do it there's been no other news that they will uh, try to come up with another date but obviously they ran into a brick wall somewhere so uh, I don't see anything happening immediately. Yep. yep.
2: Neither do I, sir. Neither do I.
1: Yeah. Well, let's take a look at uh, a poker hand here and we'll, uh, you know, try to get some poker into this last part of the show and uh, see what you think about this hand. Uh, this comes from a Caribbean Party Poker main event final table with six players left in the event. Philippe uh, Oliveira had the short stack at 126 million and Pascal Hartman had a big lead on. With a stack of 646 million. So uh, here's how the hand went Uh, Hartman was on the button, the chip leader, and raised to 16 million with holding King Eight, King Eight offsuit, uh, King of Spades, and the Eight of Hearts. Uh, Oliveira called, he was in the big blind, and he had uh, suited connectors, seven, six of clubs. The flop was an ace. Of hearts, five of clubs, jack of clubs. So uh, now we have a uh, you know a good situation for Oliveira with a flush draw. Uh, Hartman uh, really doesn't have a whole lot to be honest with you, but of course he does have the big chip lead. So uh, Oliveira checked on the flop, and Hartman bet out fourteen million. Oliveira calling. So then the eight of diamonds comes on the. Uh, on the turn, uh, Oliveira, of course, uh, now he has the straight draw, up and down straight draw as well.
2: Yeah, but his opponent has them dominated with a pair of mates.
1: Yeah, he has the lead for sure. Um, both players checked, and then really? the, and then the river came with the Queen of Diamonds. So the flush <clears throat> fell short. The straight fell fell short. And now both players really have not a whole lot. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Hartman has the lead with the eights, but uh, does he think that's going to hold up with an ace on the flop and a jack on the flop, and a, you know a queen on the river? So lots of pairs possibly out there that would beat him. Uh, Hartman though felt good about it after Oliveira bet 15 million on the river. Hartman shoved for his remaining 89 million, and Oliveira quickly called. So uh, an awkward situation for both after the pretty standard pre-flop action and uh, Oliveira having that flush draw. So it's tough to be aggressive here. Uh, What does he do? So uh, he doesn't have to worry about the ICM, basically, so he could shove pretty freely. So uh, the check calling seems like uh, the the reasonable option, according to this author. Uh, What are your thoughts going into the, the river here?
2: What is that that the one guy pushed trying to get the the chip leader off the hand right um I possibly well listen again without having played against against him and I'm sure they had already been playing for a while maybe he thought this guy was just you know pushing his stack around and he he would get him to drop it and if you know if I'm I'm on, and I'm the chip leader there you're going to have to show me an ace or a queen, (laughs) you know, you're going to have to show me an ace or a queen that you beat my pair of eights at that point. So yeah, uh, it's hard. It's these are hands Dave, that for me are hard to make a decision on in the sense that without having played with that opponent makes for me a big difference as to where I'm going to try to push him or not, whether he believes that I'm capable of pushing with, with, absolute you know air which is what he did here uh because he has no chance of winning this hand you know if he's called right. so he had to reasonably believe that his opponent would lay it down and without being in the mindset of these guys i don't think an all-in shove like that usually at that point may may be a uh a power play from somebody who's missed a flush draw and in this case, he missed not only a flush draw, but he missed an open-ended straight draw. And um, I don't know. I I I would have found this to be an easy call with those that chip count. You know the way they were there. Um, I don't think I would have made that move. I think I would have let it go and just move on to another hand.
1: Yeah, uh, you know you, the one guy's bluffing, and then the uh, the chip leader comes back with a with a re bluff, basically. But you know.
2: That's easy to say in hindsight, from my point, knowing what the results were. Right. Uh, again, if you don't make a move when you're, you know, roughly about five to one chip down from from the numbers you mentioned, uh, I would have, you know, again, it, it all depends on the player, you know, that you're with, the feeling that you get at the table. These hands are hard to analyze based on just what you read and what you see there because so much goes into it, especially when your head's up. And you're you know fighting for the title uh you, you know the leader knows that the guy who's five to one down is gonna be making a strong move somewhere along the line right. so you've gotta pick a hand, you're going to stand up to him you know when he does push and here you're sitting with uh what was it uh yeah he's he was sitting there with uh third pair or whatever it was heads up that that could be an extremely strong hand so
1: well, the writer says uh, you know, the writer says that uh, Hartman went for the aggressive play, and he says I think I like it a lot more than just calling because calling's paying off some of those A7, no ten hands type hands that want to get to a showdown. And he said if he does shove as he did, that puts them all of a sudden in a very difficult spot. So, so Hartman uh, could t- have tons of value hands for value from the two-pair to the slow-played set. And he said, although, thinking about it, he said, I think my initial instinct would have been to fold the pair of eights right here. That
2: would have been mine.
1: But Hartman quickly figured out that an all-in bluff would give him the most value. So while he was bluffing with a best hand, I still like it overall and respect his calculus. So uh, kind of interesting hand there. Uh, Obviously, that eliminated Oliveira and and gave uh, Hartman a bigger lead in the tournament. Yep, what can you do?
2: <laughs> That's one of those, Again, guess, damned if you do and damned if you don't. So. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see what happens this week, uh, whether anything is moving toward opening uh, down here in South Florida, Joe's home in uh, Miami-Dade County. There's going to be a lot of things happening uh, next week on Monday. So when we do our next show, we'll report on what's happening here. But uh, certainly Poker World, uh, you know, looked like it was starting to open. Then it wasn't, but it's still, it's still coming at some point along the line, so we'll see what happens. Joe, thank you for being on as well as uh, Joe Costello, uh, behind the scenes. and uh, Check us out on Spotify, and we will continue to bring you shows down the line. We appreciate you being with us, and look forward to being back again next week with another edition of Poker Action Live.